All right, this week we have Garrett Anderson. I'm about to introduce him. This is just a little prelude. Prelude? I don't know if I'm saying that right. doesn't matter. Um, there's a few choppy spots. I did some editing. Some stories don't fit exactly right. Here's the deal. If you're going to get to know me, you get what you pay for. I'm not getting paid enough to spend a whole lot of time editing a lot of this stuff. So you're just going to get what you get. It's going to kind of make sense. You're going to tell where there were some editing um, but it's late. It's like 9.20 here, and I don't want to do this anymore, so I'm just going to publish this as it is. I'll get better at it. It'll get more professional. It's fine. Um, there's 25 listeners. I think you guys can deal with it. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with Garrett. Great guy. Always funny. Always great to talk to. I'm looking forward for you all to get to know him better. Thanks. So we're going to get started, and I'll introduce the whole thing. So, okay, this week we have Garrett Anderson. We're getting started. Garrett is joining me via Zoom because I don't know where the heck he's been. He could have COVID for all I know, so I'm not inviting him into my house. But he's over Zoom. And again, just to remind you, the point of these podcasts is just to get to know members of the quorum. For me, I, I, Garrett, really, I mean, the goal for me would be there's probably a lot of people you haven't met, or I guess you're in the bishopric, so you probably met a lot of these new people. But... If you were to bump into someone in the hallway at church, when we go back to church, have enough information about you where they could strike up a conversation. They might learn what your favorite sport is or team, who knows? They might know something about you where they could actually feel comfortable talking to you. That's that's kind of the goal. So that's where we're at. You know, and I will say this. It's, I, I probably know the new, new people pretty well, <laughs> being in the Bishop Rick, but there's probably a lot that have been here kind of in the one to two year, one to three year range or something that I, that I don't know as well as I'd like to know, because, you know, I was in seminary for four years and my wife's had a state calling. And, um, so I, it, it, you know, I'm really looking forward to when we can all come back and I can start to get to know kind of some of those guys. Um, anybody that's moved in, obviously, since I've been in the Bishop Rick, we've made an effort to get out and to know and to welcome them to the ward and that sort of thing. But, there's a lot of people in the ward uh, that we talk about in bishopric meeting, and I and I've never met or or not sure exactly who they are. So, um, I, like I said, I'm I'm you know one of the greatest aspects of this calling is getting to know everybody in the ward, which was really hard to do when I was in seminary and Tiff was in a state calling. So, um, I'm excited to get to know everybody. So, Gary, how long you been in the ward? You've you've been you're one of the long timers, right? You've been in forever. Yeah. So when, when we've been in the same house since we moved here in, in 2006, but we were in the Stonegate ward when we first moved here, uh, till the ward boundaries changed in either 2010 or 2011. And, um, and the ward kind of split and, uh, Bishop Bashaw was called to be the new bishop. Um, we've been in the ward since then. So I, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I think we probably are considered, uh, old timers, but we aren't kind of original Auburn Hillers. There, there are plenty of people that are in the ward. So when we, when we moved here in, in April of 2006, uh, the Auburn Hills ward had just split off from the Stonegate ward and was formed, I think maybe at the end of 2005, 
um, in October or so. So if you talk to Bishop Morris or Brother Giles, those are some of the real old timers. They were in Auburn Hills Ward from when it uh, when President Larson was became the first bishop. Um, And then, like I said, we moved in several months after the ward split, but we were in Stonegate. And so we didn't come over until the Stonegate ward reorganized about four years later. So speaking of old timer, Garrett, are you are you the token token old guy in this bishopric? Is that is that your role? You know, every bishopric has like the representative older guy from the high priest quorum that can like identify, and then you had like the younger guy, and then whoever the bishop is. So I think you're the token old guy in this bishopric. You know, well, we went through that kind of boy band labeling when yeah. when early on, and and I was I. It turns out I'm the scriptorian. Is that you? That's your role. Yeah, that's me. I'm the I'm the wise scriptorian in the group. Well, I mean, you sought seminary Dan's, for four of years. Of course, the the clever, funny guy, and and yeah. and Mike has his role. I'm the okay. I'm the scriptorian. I'm the one that everybody looks to when we want to to make this a, a a doctrinal case for sure. Do you feel like you were called into the bishopric because they figured you had all the time in the world on your hands and you could be the one making all the day calls <laughs> while everyone else is working? That's probably it. That's probably it. The fact that I'm I'm underemployed probably had a lot to do with it. The bishop knew I had plenty of time. Yeah, got, to, you need to one it. guy who's got time. You got to have get someone who's retired or someone who's independently wealthy like you are. But the problem is with me getting called into the bishopric, who's going to watch my TV shows? Well, I mean, and who's going to who's going to go fill my tea times and go to my avalanche games? That's that's the bigger question. All right, so let's get it. Okay, so you just so you are an Avs fan. We'll get into that. And you're a Nuggets fan too, right? Yeah, you're I just had, all the Denver sports. You know, I'm a I'm a big sports fan all around. I, uh, I I I love to go to sporting events and play sports and collect sports memorabilia and watch it on TV. I think the Avalanche is probably that's probably my favorite sporting event to go to. And I think the biggest reason for that is that was the one sport that I hadn't had a, a lot of exposure to before we moved to Colorado. And so I hadn't really established a favorite team. Um, so when I got here, we just became big abs fans. I already had a football team and a basketball team and a baseball team. So we just kind of all adopted the avalanche and then I ended up buying season tickets. And, um, that's the one sporting event that I can ask any of my family to go with me and they'll go. Nice. If I try to go to a, a nuggets game, cause I had Nuggets season tickets for a number of years and I couldn't get anybody to go with me except Jack. And then when Jack got too busy, actually Tanner would go he, Tanner kind of would pick a few games a year that he wanted to go to. But if I asked anybody, if they wanted to go with me to an avalanche game, they would all say yes. And so that kind of became the thing that um, I, I still, I, I, I gave up my nuggets tickets this last year, but I still have my abs tickets and I'm excited. We get to start going back on April 1st. And so that'll be, Kind and so, of my first game back. I'm excited. Season ticket holders get you get to go. You get to be one of the few that they're letting in there. They're letting four four thousand fans in, and I think that they're opening up season tickets or, or they're opening up game tickets to the general public. But yeah, they let season ticket holders kind of go after them first, and so I picked up tickets to all the games, and um, yeah, I'm excited. That's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, so you've mentioned your wife having to stay at call and you mentioned Jack and Tanner. Why don't you introduce your family really quick for those who don't so, know your family? So Tiff, you know, my, 
My wife is Tiffany. Uh, we were married in 1996. We met um, at uh, Leopard Skin Spandex Night at the Palace in Provo. That's how all good romances start. Not really. We were in the we were in the same ward in Provo. That classic love story. Um, she stalked me for several months, and then we started dating and got married. And then Jack, we, we moved to, to Indiana, where I went to graduate school at Purdue University. Um, and Jack was born while we were there in Indiana. And then I took my first job out of business school in New York. And Tanner, uh, our number two, was born there. And then we were in uh, Ohio for a while where I worked for Owens Corning, and that's where the corporate headquarters was. Um, and then we moved to South Carolina. Uh, I took a, a job down there, and that's where Bryn was born. And that was in 2004. And then in 2006, we kind of left um, We left that company and moved here to, to Denver. Um, I worked downtown for about 14 months for Johns Manville, and had an opportunity to kind of go out on my own and do my own thing and uh, thought, you know, I was 35 years old at the time and I figured if uh, if I don't go and do it now, I'd always wanted to do my own thing and I just figured if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And I figure I'm young enough that if I fail, which I likely would, uh, I can always uh, kind of go back into corporate America. And we didn't fail. So that was, you know, 15 years ago and I've kind of been doing my own thing since, so. And that's that's still going. I know you. I, I I can never keep track if you're in that or you're still out of that and doing something else. You still doing that yeah, same so, business? Yeah. So so it, it's a tax consulting business that I started with an old mission friend of mine in uh, in 2007. We we are still doing that. A lot of that's really kind of tapered off for a number of reasons. Um, but about two years ago, then I I was kind of worried that that business was going to run out and worried about the prospect of having to go get a real job. So I, um, Don't do it, man. I started another business. Yeah. Not worth it. No. Uh, not worth it. Again, the fact that we're doing this at eight o'clock at night, because that's the earliest you could do it tells me everything I need to know about corporate America. That's a, a shout so, out yeah, to I Seth Jensen. A, he posted on Facebook the other day, like Mondays are the worst. I get, couldn't stop working until eight o'clock. And I'm like, Mondays. <laughs> Like every every accountant and corporate person in the ward is reading your post like, that's every day. What are you talking about? Right, right. Every Except night. for me. And that's the, the one day I have to do that. I'm retired. I'm quitting that job the next day. My wife jokes that I'll, I'll have a call once a week for like 30 minutes and I'll get done and I'll need a nap. <laughs> so I don't know how I don't know how you corporate. Corporate guys handle that. I couldn't. I couldn't handle those long days. So, so then, so you mentioned you watch a lot of TV. What are what are the TV shows you watch? What's what's what are your binge watching guilty pleasures? Uh, you know, my wife and I like to kind of pick a show and watch it together. We just finished New Girl, which I think ended uh -huh. about ten years ago. So we're a little bit behind. We've got a lot of catching up to do. I love to watch movies and my son Tanner is a big movie buff. And so he and I will watch movies separately and then we'll get together and kind of talk about them. Um, I, I love movies, um, love watching movies with my wife and talking about, talking about them with my son. Um, but yeah, new girl, I think is the most recent one that we've watched. Are you a movie rewatcher? Like 
Because there's been nothing, there's hardly any new movies in the last year. So you're just watching old ones over and over again? Yeah, you know, it's I, I'm trying to think of the last kind of new release that I would have seen. Um, yeah. It's, it's probably, been rough for that, me because I don't, I won't rewatch a movie. Like I watch a movie once, so like I've seen it. You can't surprise me. So if there's no new movies, I'm out. There's nothing to watch. I, I watch the same movies over and over again. I, I think I've watched the social network probably a hundred times. Really? Because what I'll do is is I'll I'll sit in on my computer and I'll I'll watch I'll have a movie going in the background while I work or pretend to work. Right. That's what Tiffany thinks you're doing. That's the, that's what you're telling her. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I, in case she listens to this podcast. Right. Um. But yeah, I can I can watch movies over and over and over again. So yeah, I I um like I said, I've probably seen Social Network a hundred times. So um, I, you know, one of the things I like doing about this podcast is I get to like say think my impressions of you, and then you get to set the record straight, right? So okay, one of the great. things that That's I think years. people should know about you is like you're you're a storyteller. You're one of the best storytellers in the ward. And here's my <laughs> question: like, how do you re Here's where I'm going with it. How do you remember these things? Like you tell me, you tell stories, and you're kind of President Monson esque in like you can tell a story from like 25 years ago. And here's the deal: I don't remember anything. I don't remember any of my mission companions' names. I don't remember anyone I went to high school with. I just don't remember people. So when I hear someone like you tell these stories and all these details from 25 years ago, I kind of call BS. I'm like, I don't even think this is a true story. I think he's making half of this up. <laughs> I'm not calling Monson a liar. We should, pro we should probably bring my wife on to clarify. I, I just have this weird memory where I literally can remember everything from my childhood. And it's funny because I know very few of her stories um, from her childhood. And she says, because I can't remember any of them. But she knows she's heard a million stories from me. I don't know what it is. I just remember all these stories. They stick in my mind. I can tell you every companion I had, how long I had them, uh, every baptism we had on our mission. I can tell you, I mean, I just can remember all of that stuff. My wife can pull up a picture from my mission. I can say, oh yeah, that's this guy, this guy, this guy. And I, I just don't, I have a really weird kind of memory that way where I remember all this stuff and remember all these details. All my friends are baffled by it. They, They'll all, I'll get texts all the time from my old high school friends. Hey, what was the name of that guy that did this or that? I just ran into him and I can remember kind of all that stuff. I, I don't know what it is. Some guy, but, random, um, some guy randomly got in touch with me from, on Facebook and said, <laughs> hey, I just wanted you to know, I, you know, he just assumed that I remembered him. He's like, you know, we drove to school in middle school every day together. Your, your dad drove us to middle school every day and you were the first Mormons that I knew. And I just wanted to know, I just got baptized and I just want, you know, I thought you would want to know that being the first Mormons that I had met. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. We went to, we, we went to school, all middle school. I drove to school with him every day for like two years, <laughs> but I was happy for you know, him. Great funny. story. I'm glad I didn't ruin it for him. We, we had been home. I've been home for my mission for about five years and we went to my wife's cousin's ward for something. I can't even remember what it was. Somebody was speaking or something. And I ran into one of my old mission companions there and he didn't even know who I was. And it blew me. I wanted to fight him. Yeah. I wanted to go out <laughs> in the parking lot and fight this guy. Yeah, and, I, and I, I walk up like I, I walk, I walk up like we had just, 
taught a lesson together. And I said, Jones, what's going on, man? No idea who I was. And I was so offended by that. So you grew up in Utah? So I went to Logan High School. All right. That's where I, that's where I, I grew up. What kind of kid were and you? Then, were you like a, uh, obnoxious? Were you like a sports guy? Were you like a theater guy? A bank? Like what kind of what kind of class of high school kid were you? You know what? I was kind of I was kind of um, a jack of all trades, master of none kind of guy. So um, I I love sports. I played sports in high school, um, but I uh, you know I played basketball until uh, until my. Uh, junior year and then I got cut from the varsity team as a senior and I had a similar kind of story with um, with with baseball it was the same kind of kind of thing um, I played tennis that was the only sport that I lettered in in high school was tennis but I, I played a lot of sports but wasn't great at anything but I was also I was a lead in the musical I liked to sing and and do stuff like that and um, I did a little debate um, but I wasn't good at anything. I wasn't really great at anything. I just kind of dabbled in, in this and that and, and, and had a lot of interests, but like I said, I wasn't a, a star in, in anything, but, um, yeah, so I, I, I liked doing a lot of different things. So do you do any of that stuff now? Like what are your, what are the sports or hobbies that you, you still do? Yeah. So I, I kind of picked up golf a little later in life and that's probably my favorite thing to do. Um, and the reason that that's my favorite thing to do is that my dad's 80 and he still golfs every day. And I, I love my happy place is going out and golfing with my, my dad's got a cabin. My parents have a cabin in Bear Lake right on the golf course. And my happy place is to go out there and just golf with my dad all week and Sometimes I'll have some old friends come up and join me, or I love it when my boys will go out and golf. But that's that's kind of my my new passion. I ski. Um, my family likes to ski, so I do that. Um, you know, those sports I loved growing up are hard to do. It's hard to get eight guys together and go play baseball. It's hard to get. Yeah. And if I try to go play basketball, I'm just so slow and, and awkward now. I can't really do that either. So golf and, and a little bit of tennis – um, that's kind of more what I do these days. When you, when you were a kid, did you just go like go in front of your house in the street and pay, play baseball with like three kids? And then you'd yell car when a car was all coming, day. you'd all have to run out of the street. Right. Right. Is that a thing anymore? Is that just, are those days over? And I, I remember, I remember if I, if I couldn't find two other kids, I'd go across the street. We had a little elementary school across the street from my house and I would literally just hit a tennis ball against the wall for hours. And love it. Yeah. Or go shoot baskets by myself and love it. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I couldn't name a video game I've ever played. But maybe if we had iPhones, we wouldn't have done that, right? Maybe that's the difference. Yeah. You know, the, I, I often lament the fact that we, that we grew up in the generation that we did because I've got a lot of friends from high school that I don't keep in touch with anymore that if we had texting and that kind of thing, I would still shoot them a text every now and then. It's funny. My, my best friend from high school is getting married again uh, in May and my wife are going to go out. My wife and I are going to go out to his, uh, his wedding. I probably have three friends from high school that I still keep in touch with. And it's sad because if we had had technology back then, um, 
I'd still be friends with, with all of my old friends, but you bring up a good point. I, I probably would uh, not have had the childhood experience that I had where I got to play a lot of sports and be active and do all of that kind of stuff. And I was just explaining so that. I was explaining that to Braille cause she's a freshman at BYU. And I was like, I don't have a single picture from like my my college because we didn't have digital camera. I mean, we there were digital cameras. Like I went to college ninety seven, right? But it just it wasn't a thing. You didn't carry around digital cameras back then and take pictures, and you didn't have the cameras on your phones, which is probably a good thing. I'm kind of glad about that. But for the same reasons as you, like I don't would have kept in touch with a lot more people probably. Maybe when did the did what. When was the digital camera invented? Wasn't it invented by the time you were? I mean, for sure, when I was in high school, you had to have film. Yeah. No, I remember. And so, and so you you didn't just take pictures. You were like, you were like, okay, I've got a Polaroid with like ten pictures in here that I can take. I'm not going to waste five of them taking a picture of myself. You know, I did. <laughs> so you're right. I the pictures that I have were very well orchestrated. Um, and I've got like 10 of them from high school. For and sure. you're doing the math, right? You're like, every picture you take, like that's 50 cents. You're like, this is adding up. You can't, right. just, can't throw this away. That's exactly it. And, and there weren't a lot of people in, in my high school that it was worth 50 cents to have a picture of. Right. And then you can't go back now and like add all these old friends that you didn't, when we didn't have social media. Cause like, if you go and look up old high school people now, they're like, oh, he must've got divorced or they're probably going to think something happened. Do they drive you to go find them? That just doesn't work. Yeah. 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 You know, I will say this about Facebook, though. I've had I'm never on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook at all. Uh, And my cousin was asking me, why do you waste your time with what's the point of even being on Facebook? And I've got like two or three people that I taught on my mission that have found me on Facebook that have made it worth it to me or old high school friends or old mission companions or something that that's literally my only link to those people. And that's why I keep my Facebook account. Like I said, I'm not active on it or anything. And, um, but I think technology is wonderful for that reason that we can reconnect with, with old, old acquaintances. Yeah, I would, I would and, go and find old mission companions and friends from high school, but I don't remember their names. So that's kind of a non-starter. <laughs> Did you not have a, you didn't have a journal or something. You didn't write these yeah, names down. I could dig that out of the basement. Probably if I was that ambitious, that just seems like a lot of work. I don't want to catch up with them that bad. <laughs> you don't have a Lima, Peru, South, ninety-eight to two thousand Facebook page that you're a part of. Not that I know of. I don't. I don't think so. Maybe there is, and they didn't invite me. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm I'm part of some Facebook group for my mission, and I, it's I, funny that you say that. I had there was a guy from my mission that came on that was trying to fight his old companions, and and one of my old mission buddies tagged me in it and said, ask Anderson. He knows where all these guys are. <laughs> I did go through this period a few years ago where I was like, I wonder if my mission president's still alive. And I went down this rabbit hole trying to find him to see if he's still alive. And I, inconclusive. Is he alive? Inconclusive. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, your problem is you can't remember what his name was. So that doesn't help. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was president, uh, president something. <laughs> <laughs> Borrows. Yeah, no, see, it can't. It, my memory's sporadic. It'll come to me sometimes, which is never when I need it. I I just went golfing with my mission president last year. That was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Nice. That's pretty cool. 
Well, Garrett, what else, what's what's something you think people in the ward, Elders Corm, should know about you or your family if they're to bump into you? Anything else in, interesting? I, uh, you know, I just I love being a part of the bishopric, and I love I love uh, being a part of the Auburn Hills ward. I, you know, I was talking to some new members in the ward who had kind of just moved in, and I said. I mean this in all sincerity. I think you moved into the best ward in the entire state. Um, I, I think we have such a strong ward with so many good people. And um, I, I, I'm really blessed to, to be in this ward and to be in the calling that I'm in. I, I, I just I don't know if people really realize how much the bishop um, loves the members of this ward and how much time he puts in to serving in his calling. And there are so many times when, when Mike Giles and I will beg him to let us take something off his plate. And he will just say, you know what, guys, I just really think that, that I need to be the one to do this or do that. And I mean, the amount of time that he dedicates and he'll admit that he's not perfect and he's going to make plenty of mistakes as a bishop. But I promise you, his heart is always in the right place. And he just has so much love for the members of the ward. And and Brother Giles and I are in the same boat. I just this ward is so easy to love. There's so many good people in this ward that want to serve. And there, there's a story. There's a story that I tell from the Auburn Hills ward. Um when I talk to people, hold about on, hold on. Warning though, is. we want to keep this to like a thirty-minute podcast, so we we gotta have to do the briefer. I figure we have when we started this podcast, like I think we have time for like one and a half stories from Garrett. So, I I thought you I thought you said the beauty of this was you would just edit. We can't. So, so if I have a lot of ums and that's what we'll do. That I'll, you, you're I, supposed to. I will do that editing. So this story is gonna be you starting it, and then I'm gonna cut out the entire middle part, and we'll just go straight to the. And so this is what happened. <laughs> There's a story that I tell to illustrate how great this ward is. And it's actually could be a story to illustrate just as church members, the way that we kind of help each other and, and, and why I, I am so grateful to be a, a part of this organization. But I, I remember it was several years ago and Matt Stevens was the elders quorum president. And we had a, a family in our ward that kind of had a financial situation that snuck up on him. And, and Matt Stevens had just decided that as an elders quorum, we needed to raise a bunch of money for this family in our ward. And it was a big number. It was, it was several thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember and, this. And I remember yeah. he stood up and he said, you, you remember that? Yeah. And I, I remember that, that, that he stood up in Elders Corm and he said, you guys, this, this is our barn raising activity and I think we can do it. And, and I want us to, to, to raise this money for this, this family in our ward that really needs it. And he said, so if next week everybody could just bring me a check um, or cash or whatever, then, then we're gonna, I wanna present this money to them. And so the next Sunday came and he stood up and I realized I had forgotten to bring my checkbook and I really wanted to help. I really wanted to be part of this barn raising activity. And so I just, um, that, home, that, that day when I got home from church, I went out and put my checkbook in my car so that I'd make sure that I had it for the next Sunday um, when I would, would write a check out to, to the elders quorum president. So I pulled him aside after the meeting. He didn't bring it up at the start of our elders quorum meeting. And so I, I pulled him aside after and I said, hey, I'd like to write you a check, um, you know, to help with the barn raising activity. And he goes, oh, we had this paid off a week ago. You're way too late. Nice. And it just made yeah. me realize 
it just made me realize how, just how great the members of this ward are. This was not a small amount of money that we were coming up with. Um, now, what, what President Stevens knew is that we had a lot of people um, that would be willing to donate a little bit of money and that with everybody donating together, it wouldn't be a, a huge lift for all of us to chip in and help this family out. But it just made me realize that if, if you want to serve in this ward, if you want to, you got to be quick. Um, because there's just so many people in this ward that are willing to, to step in and help out. And um, I love it. That's, that's I, I just a great love story. this ward with all my heart. And one of your yeah. shortest stories, too. So I appreciate that as well. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if your favorite part of my stories is when they're short, that tells me everything I need to know about my stories. <laughs> I kid. You know, I never. But I've told you this before. Back, back when I used to teach that uh, that uh, gospel principles class, your comments were always my favorite. I, I love that class and, and teaching that class was one of my favorite callings I've ever had in the ward. Remember, we had just yeah, uh, those were good times. a bunch of us that would come in. Those were good and times. And we would, we would share the, the basics of the gospel. What I realized from that class was that the, how much depth there is in the basics of the gospel and how literally we could just have that class every year over and over again and never get bored. We do. It's called um, General Conference. Just kidding. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. No, I, I agree too. But those guys... I, I got to teach that class a couple times and it's, it's my favorite because it's just, yeah, it's all there. Yeah. Everything you need. Now, I I, rem I remember, I loved the layout of that, that gospel principles book. There were just like 40 gospel principles, and you'd just go one week after the next and teach one. And I, I, I'd look, I'd kind of cheat and look at what we had coming up. And then when I saw that we had the discussion on chastity coming up, I would plan a trip for that week, yeah. and then I'd give the give to the missionaries and have them teach that one. <laughs> See, that's where you and I differ. I lean I lean into the awkward conversations. Those are my specialty. <laughs> you you would have I should I should have had you do it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. The missionaries were always like, "Hey, since this is gospel principles, anytime you need somebody to fill in, just let us know." And I they. I taught that year. I taught that class twice, and they taught the chastity lesson both years. Yeah, you ever need someone to have an awkward conversation? I'm your man. Just call me. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. Right. I had another similar thing happen where we had a member of our ward who got hurt at Turkey Bowl. And and um, like two days later, they just said, hey, can somebody go over there and shovel this guy's walk? And I raised my hand, and I said, I'll go shovel it. So after church, I went home and I thought, you know what, before I run over there, maybe I'll make myself a sandwich or something and Big then mistake. I'll run over. By Big the mistake. time I got over yeah. there, yeah, by the time I got over there, there was like four people there that were already shoveling this guy's walk. And I'm just like, man, if you're going to serve in this ward, you've got to be on your toes. You've got to be quick. No, I concur. I, I'm not like a sentimental guy. I've moved around a lot. I've been in a lot of wards and, I'm, you know, like for me, like, Church is great. I love the church, but this is the first ward in my life. I really felt like this ward feels special to me. So I, I agree with what you're saying. It is. Yeah. It's really, it's really special. And I, you know, I, 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 I have plenty of friends in other wards, just that I know through seminary and and different things. And and I know that we're a really special ward, and that we're really blessed to have what we have, to have just really good, good-hearted people in our ward that that will serve and. And, and anyway, so 
Well, Garrett, thanks for making time today. I know half the Elders Corner is going to be hitting you up for some Avs tickets now, so be, be ready for that. All right, Garrett, thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, Eric. All right, bye.